midlife is a reset button. It's like we get to bring all of the experience and the wisdom and the the knowledge that we've had up until now, and we get to say, okay, now I'm starting at ground zero. Here I go. What do I want the next best phase of my life to look like? And take all these things because again, you can either be comfortable, and lots of times we stay comfortable, not because it's comfortable. It's the only thing we know, right? But where's the, I don't know, there's not an aliveness for me in that. So it, you can either sort of exist or you can just kind of thrive. So it's really, what do you want? Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Are you feeling stuck in the muck of life? Well, you are not alone, my friend. I've certainly been there. In fact, for most of my 40s, I felt like that all the time. It was miserable. I felt stuck in a job I hated and I felt like a failure, even though I had two sweet, healthy kids and a loving husband. I just couldn't get out of my own way. My guest today has been there too. On Mother's Day weekend in 2018, she had an emotional breakdown which left her in a state of oblivion for a couple of weeks. It was a moment of reckoning from which she took a leap of faith that changed her life and that has inspired her to help others do the same. Her name is Rayanne Louise, and she is the founder of Live Your True You. She's a certified coach who specializes in helping women who feel lost after a life-changing event. She helps them to navigate a new direction so that they can live a more fulfilling and purposeful life. Before we get started, I just want to thank you for tuning in. And I want to thank all of you who have taken the time to leave reviews. I know your time is precious and I'm just so thankful to have you on this journey with me. Okay, without further ado... Here's Rayanne Louise. Let's go. Hey, Rayanne. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Yvonne, for having me. It's a pleasure. I just am excited. I'm going to get right into it with you. I love the phrase that you emailed me. You said something about, um, I think you were relating to, to what I do on the podcast, that being stuck in the muck of life. And that just popped out at me this morning as I was as I was looking at what you wrote. And I kind of would love for you to let people know about your stuck in the muck of midlife and oh, what yeah. that meant for you. Because now now you're coaching people, right? It, it flipped a whole exactly. thing for you, didn't it? It was a total flip the switch um, on my way of thinking, living, being. And that's, I have a program actually that I coach people through. It's called Soul Power. And Soul is an acronym for see it, own it, unleash it, love it. So it's based around, again, just a new way of thinking, living, and being. And that's what I had to go through. That's what I experienced. So um, basically, my story began back in uh, 
Like, let me ask you, do you remember, you know, New Year's Day 2018, what you were doing? You know, do, does anybody, you no. know? No. Probably, you know, unless you're in bed with a bit of a hangover or something. But, you know, for me, I was numb because my husband, he said he was leaving. So, I mean, that that's a defining moment. That's a moment that I remember. And wow. it's what you do with that moment that can direct your life. So um, to back it up, in September of 2017, we decided to take that proverbial leap of faith. And we left his job on the mainland and moved over to the island and he was going to start an online business. Now, when Everything. you say you moved over to the island, mm. where is that? Vancouver Island gotcha. in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful, right? So I wanted to be, oh, I love it. And I needed, I didn't like the noise from the big city, which he was used to. He's a big city boy, born and raised. Um, I'm not. I was from, not originally from the island, but grew up. And so it was just quieter. And I needed that because I also like to have that spiritual connection as well, which comes from the solitude. So anyways, it was just like, and my family was here and it was just time. It's like, okay, this is the time and everything seemed to line up. So it's like, this is, this has to be. So things were, you know, going along, except the money wasn't coming in. So that meant that I had to go back to work and I went into a job that I back into retail management it was like this is not what i want to do i i was resentful i became very miserable and bitter and um so i can understand why i, I wasn't the same person who married just a year previously mm -hmm. so it, it was tough on a relationship so when he said uh, and it was tough on me and so when he said i want to leave you it's like I, I was like okay like i was so broken by that and disillusioned and frustrated so when he said that on New Year's Day, I was like, fine. But then we were so broke as well. I just knew that he couldn't, I mean, he could do it, but we really couldn't, he couldn't leave. That's uh, the fact so of broke. divorce that that is like one of the hardest things is the financial part of it, right? Oh, that's huge. Absolutely. It is um, such it, a stumbling fact, block. And my former husband, actually, I mean, he used that one. I mean, I was so naive um, way back then. Well, and my former husband said to me, he says, Rand, we can't afford to divorce. It's like, oh, okay. You know, so you just remain stuck. You know, mm -hmm. so it, it comes down to you just have no choice. And he was handling, you know, most of the finances at that point. So, yeah, and it's just... It's really, and that's the whole thing. It's like, you feel like you don't have a choice. So when I went back to work, I ended up in a, um, a place where it was a toxic and abusive workplace environment. And that really took its toll. And, but I felt I have no choice. I need the money, right? So you stay stuck. And that's yeah. the whole thing. The key, we stay stuck because we're looking at our conditions and the circumstances. You know, we think we don't have a choice or there's no way out. And that's exactly how I felt when all of a sudden come and actually a defining moment. I said to my husband one morning, he couldn't, he didn't leave. I mean, we both did not want to separate or um, we were soulmates. We knew that. And, but we just, I didn't have the resources or the skills to know how to change things. It's like Einstein, um, the theory of his um, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So here you keep doing the same thing, but you're not getting anywhere, right? So that's, again, you're stuck. 
you know, you're on that roller coaster, the hamster wheel. You're stuck in the muck of stuck in the muck of life. So it's just a matter of um, one morning, I was sitting in the car. My husband was dropping me off at work, and I clearly remember. Number one, it was a sunny morning, which on the West Coast does not happen. It's very rare because it's usually raining in January. But it was a sunny morning, and I said to him, "If things don't change." We're going to be in the same place next year and the year after, and I, I just can't take it anymore. And that was made with such conviction that, and I, I just walked away. And the universe, she picked up on that because it was on May, on Mother's Day weekend, when I had an emotional breakdown. I mean, I couldn't take it anymore, and that's what happened. So I actually, I remember it was a Friday morning. I was sitting. I was supposed to go to work. And I was sitting in the chair, and I was just like rocking back and forth. The tears just streaming down my eyes, and uh, you know, I was hugging my knees to my chest, and I was paralyzed, like I was frozen. I just could not go into that toxic workplace environment anymore. I couldn't take it. And I phoned my girlfriend, and she took me to the doctor's. Luckily, I already had a doctor's appointment scheduled. I mean, things always happen for a reason. So I, the doctor gave me some medication and gave me a leave of absence, and that I don't really remember much after that point. And it was, you know, I shut down for a couple of weeks. I was living in complete oblivion, you know, just going through the motions. And it was a couple of weeks after that I was out for a walk with the dog, and you know, I was trying to piece some things together, and they just weren't adding up. And I was trying so hard, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh. I had a breakdown. Like I shut down. Like I lost a couple of weeks of my life because of the stress and、uh, the financial strain, all of these things. And it was at that moment when I said, "That's it. I'm never allowing anything to let me get to that place again." But again, I had no resources. I had no skills. I didn't know what to do. So I just, you know, kept doing, just taking one step, doing whatever I could. And it was funny because I was cleaning out the, you know, if you have a junk drawer in your house, we all have those junk drawers. And I was cleaning out one of those junk drawers, and I came across this bookmark, and it said, "Inspiration without action is merely entertainment. Act on your inspiration today." And it was by Mary Morrissey. Now, Yvonne, the funny thing about this bookmark is that my husband had actually got it in a welcome package、um, four years prior when he was at a Brenda Burchard event. And I mean, I looked at this numerous times, and because it, it would just kind of pop up, but I never paid attention to it. I didn't even actually read it. It was just like, oh yeah, that's how I put it back. But on that day, I actually picked it up, looked at it for the first time, and I took action. I looked at, okay, who is this Mary Morrissey? So once I looked at what she was all about, is like, I need this. Like I just knew, you know, when you just know without a doubt, this is what I need to do.、Mm-hmm. I was led here. This is what I have to do, and that's what I did. So I enrolled in her program, and I thought, this is my calling. Like this is what I I knew. I always wanted to help women and help people. I knew that. I just didn't know how, and I ended up、uh, actually enrolling. So. Afterwards, or applying to become a coach, it was just something that totally. It, it, again, it's that intuition, it's that knowing. I can't sometimes explain why, but you just feel something, and that's when you you just got to do it. And so I did, and、um, I think it's just something that I knew I always wanted to do. And then the coaching part, I just always wanted because of my background and and settling. 
uh, being told, I call it living someone else's dream becomes your nightmare. You know, when you're always doing according to the expectations of others, doing, you know, being a people pleaser, you're not honoring your truth. You're stifling yourself. And so I think that was a big thing is I knew I wanted to do this and, and help people so they wouldn't go through what I went through. And maybe, so what you know, did you do? help prevent so- them. So, so you found the, you found her program and that was yes. the coaching program that you went through. And so you had financial stress, right? Oh, yes. and, and I'm putting myself in your shoes right now thinking, okay, um, there's things that I kind of think about going and doing as far as like learning how to learning how to do something. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can invest in that right now. What, helped you to get over that hump? Because I'm, I'm imagining that as a coaching program, there was probably a fee involved. And am, am I right? on? Am I on target with that? Oh, I have spent, Yvonne, I have spent, oh, like, that, like thousands, because I just didn't stop with her program. I invested in continuing. I've done Tony Robbins. I've done Brenda Bouchard. It's constant. Mm-hmm. So the, the, I had an emergency credit card and I didn't tell my husband about it because for me, Yvonne, this was a life or death, seriously. I mean, people have been, oh, come on. No, it was for me. When you get to that point, when you've lost, um, you know, a couple of weeks of your life because of the stress and because you're not doing what you're supposed to do, that does put you into a different perspective. It's like, I don't ever want to, it's like if you're told, you know, the doctor tells you, hey, if you don't change what you're doing, you know, your eating habits or get more exercise, you're going to end up being this way. You're either going to use that as a wake up call and go, oh my gosh, I've been given a second chance. I better do this. And so I looked at this as my second chance. So, and that's why I vowed to myself, I will never get to that place again. So I will do whatever it takes. I will guard myself. I will put up boundaries. I will invest in myself. You can't put a price on your health and your mental health. And um, I think when you lose something like that, or you have a health scare, you 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 have to take care of yourself, right? Like life is non-refundable. And what I would always say, I mean, yes, we can put a price point, but your freedom is priceless. Your your peace of mind, you can't put a price on that. And I would always think to myself, what's it costing me if I went back? You know, what would it cost me? Well, it would cost me my mental health. It would probably cost me my marriage because I'd be unhappy and miserable. So, And maybe not just your mental health, but maybe your your, your body health, right? It's all tied, right? We keep ourselves in these um, toxic situations because we don't see our power to get out of them. And then the body starts to, you know, that cortisol builds and builds and the stress just builds and pretty soon you're sick and you know the expression worried sick well there's truth to that i mean there really is and so yeah it's a huge investment and but again it's you know i I mean i'm not going to invest in clothing and all you know it's where you put your priorities it's really what you want and for me to become a better version of myself and also help others so it's it's a win-win and so as i continue my growth i'm also helping the clients that i serve as well so it that fuels me too yeah so you so you okay so you joined the program and Mm -hmm. how 
long was that? How'd it go? Did you immediately know that you were in the right place? Were you, I have so many questions. Were you fearful yeah. about, okay, what am I gonna do and how am I gonna pay this money back? Like, I'm just thinking of all the things that would come up in my mind as stumbling blocks. Yeah, the money is, is the money is the biggest fear. I mean, the money, I know I have issues around money. Uh -huh. um, so I know that. And, um, and and having that security and that safety, but it's like, okay, well, again, I, I didn't know. I really did not know. I just knew I had a credit card and I'm gonna do it. And then I had um, some savings like in an RSP. So it's like, okay. So, you know, some people may call that foolish, but again, I just called it an investment in me because yeah. for so many years, I mean, maybe this is, you can either save your, and again, there's financial advisors, et cetera, but you can either save up all this money for retirement, but if you don't have the health to enjoy it, what's the point? So I looked at it that way. Also, I think when you're doing what you love to do, honestly, I mean, the money will also come. And that's so what I want to know. Doing... So when you, when you landed there and you're in the coaching program, did, did you mm -hmm. feel lighter? Like what happened for you? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I went through the program on my own as a student. So mm -hmm. I learned from a student's perspective. And then mm -hmm. I went through it right afterwards um, to get be to become certified. Um, and uh, yeah, I was nervous. And I thought, you know, who am I, right? All those, you know, things that we think of, who am I to be here? But I remember when I attended the actual training in LA, and um, it, it was just like, I've met my tribe of people, you know, because for so many years, I just felt I didn't fit in, like doing the personal development stuff way back when, and people weren't doing it. And I just felt I never belonged. I, I just didn't feel like I ever accepted. And I remember clearly being in LA and in the room and walking down, um, the, it was in the lobby actually. And it's just like, wow, like these are my people, you know? So it was really, a, it was a connection. And it was like, it, when you're doing what you love to do, like you light up, there's an energy about you. And I think people see that. And I remember actually Mary Morrissey, I had never met her, but I mean, she was there and it was at our wind up dinner and she goes, um, I've been watching you. There's something about you. You know, I was like, oh, okay. And I mean, I still didn't believe anything. So, but I felt different, you know, and this was on the verge. And then it was, I went back to back and I went to Brendan Burchard's event right after this one. And this guy says to me, who was uh, attending, and he says, there's something about you. Like, don't ever lose this. And I'm like, what's this, you know? And I think it's, again, when you are totally living your truth, when you are doing what you love, like you glow, there is an energy. People are attracted to that. They want more of that. And people will say, I want what you have. You know, it doesn't mean it's, it's not, and it's not an abundance. It's not wealth. It's not all of this. And my life is far from perfect. But it's again, it's it's actually living in your truth, which again may sound woo woo, but man, there is nothing more liberating and for me to be able just to to wake up, do what I love, serve the people, connect. I mean, that, that is just it's awesome. It's liberating, and um, that gives me joy. You know, to wake up every morning and say I love my life, that's awesome. Like that's a, for me, that's a great achievement because I wasn't always living that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, I, I remember being in a job for four years that um, was toxic for me. 
uh, was not the right place for me. It was, you know, there, there was no growth potential. And if there's anything I'm all about, it's continuing to learn for the rest of my life that that's, you know, and I felt that, you know, when you feel like there's a limit on what you can do someplace, then, then where are you? Um, I can totally relate to like the credit card and the, and the investment oh. and the not knowing, you know, but, but feeling like that, that's how I got my first big camera and enrolled in a, you know, a photography program to get going with my, um, photography business. And it was, um, scary. And, and at the same time that it's that energy that you're talking about that you, you feel like you're on the right path and exactly man oh man life's too short to to keep yourself from doing what is really going to be fulfilling for you exactly and that's why i i come back to you know i mean number one if i'm looking at something you know I ask myself, you know, does it give me life? So if I'm trying to figure out, like lots of times we get stuck because we're thinking, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't have this or what ifs, you know, all these what ifs. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if, if this is something that's going to give you life, you know, fine, go for it. You know, ask yourself, does it align with your core values? Okay. Yeah, it does. You know, um, is it going to require just like you were saying to grow? then yes, because we want to be able to grow and evolve constantly. I mean, that's a good thing. Um, so, I mean, it's just, do you require help? Because if you didn't require help, you'd be doing it already, you know? And will it allow, you know, you to serve others? You know, is there some good in it for others? So just by asking yourself and checking in now, so it's just not, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to, you know, no. I mean, you you get curious and, and that's where I'm at. I think on this stage right now is I'm looking at my life and all these things that have been happening and it's like, huh. So it's, it's quite interesting where these things are taking me. So it's a great, a great time actually in my life for new opportunities and just, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Quantum leaps, you know? Yeah. So what, so going back to that, that new year's day, moment mm. where he says he's leaving and it, mm-hmm. and he doesn't you guys mm-hmm. have clearly rounded a corner oh yeah because you're still together and and mm-hmm. soulmates as you said mm-hmm. what happened how did that how did you manage to go from this is over to we're we we're together honestly it was me it, it was me. It was number one. I got out of that uh, toxic, you know, workplace environment, mm-hmm. um, and it was working on me. It was doing that program. It was um, which you know I coach people through the same thing, and um, it, it, that was honestly that's it. I mean, I tra- I completely. I was a thirsty sponge, though. I mean, I was ripe and ready. I mean, I I I had to go full in because of where I was at in my life. So uh, it's kind of like doing the hokey pokey, you know, you put your whole self in, you know, you can't do it half, you know, you either make a commitment, it's like, I'm going all in. So that was basically, it was me that changed. You know, you can't expect other people to change. If you keep waiting for circumstances, I mean, conditions to change, we're going to keep waiting. So the only thing you can do is is change yourself. Uh, so that's what I did. So 
it's like my mom said to me, Rayanne, like your worry wrinkles are gone. Like it was just, it was unbelievable, really, the transformation which happened within like three months. Um, and it just keeps going and, and getting better as you keep studying and applying these principles. It's just not a one and done. You know, this is a daily practice. It's things you have to work on because life throws you curveballs and, you know, it, it's how you react or respond to them. Yeah, absolutely. Because we all get the curveballs, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> guaranteed. Guaranteed. So you were working in retail management before you started your coaching business, right? If you don't mind me asking, how old were you when the whole transition happened? Yeah, I was 53 and I'll be 57. I'll be gotcha. 57. Yeah. Did you face any fears about going into business for yourself at that age? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, because again, there's no certainties, right? Yeah. And sometimes when I stop and think, oh my gosh, you know, or, or even just recently, you know, there's things that pop up and you think, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. But it's like, no, you, you dig in and you know your why. So when you attach your why, which is a bigger mission than you, or for me it is, and it's about serving others. It's it's not about me. And my, my company's called Live Your True You. It's not about me. It's about you. It's about that person being the best version of themselves. And so, yeah, every day, I mean, you wake up as an entrepreneur, you wake up and you're unemployed until you get that first sale or, you know, that's what my cousin says. And I also, my background, um, I worked in a family business for 35 years, so which was an amazing experience. It wasn't what I wanted to do, but it certainly was beneficial. So mm -hmm. I also knew what it was like to, you know, have to work and, and it was just it was a family business so I had a lot of training from my dad so it was great that was yeah that probably was very helpful I would imagine yes yes absolutely I just feel like so many people probably you know I'm 54 I started my photography business really as a side gig while I was in that toxic job and mm -hmm. it took me so many years to own the idea of being a business owner. Like I was doing these little side gigs, right? And mm -hmm. way undercharging. There was no way I could ever be a sustainable business the way I was doing it in the beginning, right? And so exactly. I realized when I really wanted to leave that job and there was definitely some mindset stuff that I had to get past to 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 embrace myself as being capable of running a business, doing the marketing, doing all the things, right? And then too, like starting the podcast was like next level thing, because that for me is a passion project right now, right? But long-term I'm looking at how do I make this something where I make money around the podcast in some way like what what does that look like and this is like think what you're talking about about the staying curious that's what i'm mm -hmm. trying to do i feel like i've been on this midlife crash course of trying to figure out well what what works <laughs> and first of all what do i want like i because i don't want to just run any business and i don't i want it i'm very particular about the way i want things to look i want to make sure that i feel good about what i'm doing and i want to do it until i die whatever whatever's coming down the pike i want to work for the next 20 30 years or however long i've got as long as i'm doing something i love 
it's such a, a what have you learned about yourself on the journey that you're on now as a business owner, a, like as as what right. you know as a coach it's basically it comes down to i ask myself what would i love no different than exactly what you were just saying so it's, it ties in perfectly uh, what would i love what would i love my life to look like in all these areas whether it's a relationship your health um your vocation or your career and your time and money freedom what would you love your life to look like because you can't have it all you know you you really can't and you don't have to just say well if i have my relationship then i'll work on that and then everything else suffers no you know because that's not living a well-rounded life you know full spectrum living so ask yourself just like you're doing what would i love and then what i love what you said too yvonne is that you are you're being very specific you know you have a clear idea about what you want about how you want things to look and so i think by having a very clear sort of goals or um visualizing i you have to mm -hmm. visualize mm -hmm. really and be specific because if you say for instance to uh, to the universe or god or you go to the architect for instance and you say can you build me a nice house well what's a nice house right a nice house to you is going to be something different to me probably. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not clear on what you want in designing that life, you know, you're going to go back to your default and things are just going to happen to you. So this is where you need to be very specific and clear and, and then step into that feeling tone too. So it's one thing to say, you know, it's like, you know, you can blow up the candles and make a wish on a birthday cake, right? That, that does nothing because you're just wishing for it, but you have to believe it as well. Believe that you're worthy. Believe that, yes, you do deserve this. Believe that you can have it. And and step into that woman or man who is owning that. So if you want to be an entrepreneur, what does that look like? You know, pick somebody who is successful and think, what does she or he do? You know, what 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 do they do every morning? Do they lay around in bed till, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning? You know, no, they're probably up early. They're doing things. So what do they do? Um, so I find that's really important is being very, again, coming back to um, visualizing specifically what you want and being open to if, you know, God or universe sends you in a little bit of a different direction. You know, don't hold on to your, your vision with a closed clenched fist because then you won't allow other things to come in. And I did that for a long time. It's like, no, it has to be this way. It has to be this way. Mm -hmm. Well, that's constricting too, right? So it's like you have to open up. So I think that's a big thing for me is just being open up. And that's where I'm at again right now in my life is, wow, this is really cool. These things are happening, you know, so it's not they're happening with me. You know, it's not they're happening to me. They're happening with me, you know, and through me and as me. And we're working through this thing called life. So that's, I think, a big thing is just um, keeping an open mind uh, just to allow things to be and, and get curious, you know, not yeah. so serious. So part of, of my particular take on all this, this is, I mean, everything that you're talking about makes so such perfect sense to me. Um, I, I am with you a hundred percent and it's applicable from, from any age, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But with what, what I'm looking at here at late bloomer living is the idea that it's never too late. And I think there's a particular challenge for, for people our age 
it's always a challenge because we are always inundated with all this negativity, the toxicity. Like I, I don't watch the news um, because again, I don't need that kind of stimulation. I need something a little bit, I want something more positive and it's not a Pollyanna kind of thing, right? Um, seriously, if you want something bad enough, you're gonna do whatever it takes. Are you gonna um, you know, fail a little bit and slip up? Of course you are, we're human. But it's just remembering, you know what? I want this more than I want to stay where I'm at. I want to be different. You know, again, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of us have tried to go on a diet and we slip up and we have a cheat day and then it turns into a two and, you know, but again, it's like, no, you know what? I'm going to get back on there. I'm going to keep moving forward because I do want to, because again, why do you want to do it? You know, I want to be healthier for my grandkids or my kids. I want to be you know, just live longer. I want to enjoy life. So I think midlife, I look at it as a reset, actually. So again, I'm all about perspective and, and just changing the way we look at things. So midlife is a reset button. It's like we get to bring all of the experience and the wisdom and the, the knowledge that we've had up until now. And we get to say, okay, now I'm starting at ground zero. Here I go. What do I want the next best phase of my life to look like? and take all these things because again you can either be comfortable and lots of times we stay comfortable not because it's comfortable it's the only thing we know right but where's the i don't know there's not an aliveness for me in that so it, you can either sort of exist or you can just kind of thrive so it's really what do you want and that's why i ask you know what would i love it's when we tap into who we are get to know ourselves because so often we're even shaped by everybody's opinion since we are little you know we go to school we're shaped by even the you know the curriculum so we we're taught to sort of be and do you know what everyone else sort of tells us we have to sort of strip away all of those things so it's a process it again it just doesn't happen overnight and again it's continuing to work on yourself find out what makes you happy um, and brings you joy and lights you up and do that. And it is working on those limiting beliefs it, and those paradigms because again, and those aren't something, it's not your fault, it's no one's fault we have them. It's how we were raised. It comes down through generations. Yeah. You know, how we, you know, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, okay, you know? I mean, that's just one of them, you know? Speak when you're spoken to, I remember that one. And I mean, you know, you know, you don't talk until, you know, you're asked to. So there's all of these things that we have to work through. But man, to, to cut away from all that stuff, it's it's very freeing. And I think that's what I want for everyone is to, there's a dream, there's something within each of us, you know, it's been woven into our DNA. We're here, for, we are here for a purpose. We have to shine our light, right? And when you tap into what gives you life, it's like something that, oh my gosh, I want to do this. It lights you up, it gives you joy. And, and you can share it with other people. So it's just kind of tapping into that and saying, I can do this. Working with a mentor or a coach or somebody, a partner in believing that when you start to think, oh, I can't do this or it's too hard, you've got someone there that can come alongside of you. Again, it's that connection, that community. We yeah. need that, right? Oh my goodness. It's been, I was always a bootstrapper kind of, you know, I'll do it myself kind of girl. And I am uh, realizing now how important it is to surround yourself with people who are there to cheer you on and what in what you yes. want and not keep you where you've been 
and change is scary. So it's so important, I think, if you want change and you want to be the driver of it. I mean, change is inevitable. It either happens to us or we initiate it, right? Exactly. But if we are the ones doing the designing of it, then it's so important to get that support, whether it's a coach or a community or something to to help you shake off the cobwebs of all the the old thinking that you, that we have inside us. The other thing that I found, and I'm curious if if you feel this too, is I feel very time sensitive about it in a way that is like because of my age it's like it's i feel a drive to to make to make those changes sooner rather than later it's kind of like if not now when does that play into any of this for you at all so that's interesting actually so it yes absolutely uh Uh, and that is a huge force if not now when and that comes down to again when i had to make that initial investment do i invest in my future if not now when because mm-hmm. if you don't start living now, when, you know, when it's too late, you know, when you've got that diagnosis, no, I mean, you start to make those changes now. So there's also, you can have that drive as long as that drive doesn't sort of, it's not a push energy. So it's, it's forcing things to happen. And that's mm, one thing that I've had yes. to realize because even in my business, it's like, I have to make this happen. I have to do this. I have to, you know, and it's that push energy. And I've actually just kind of taken a step back. and was like, okay, no, I, I, re- I recognized that that's what I'm doing because I gave myself, okay, within a year, I want to do this, this, and this. Well, it's not working out that way. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. And by taking a step back, it's allowed me to relax. And it's like, oh, okay. Now things open up. But again, if you're forcing things to happen, it's, it's like how that works, right? When we try to force things to happen, it, it just doesn't work. So it's a matter of recognizing when that was that push energy mm-hmm. versus a flow energy. Yeah. And when you're in that flow, and that's when everything sort of comes together. That's just a really good lesson I've just learned again, you know, lately for myself. So it's it's again, it's always learning, right? Yeah. And awareness is key. Definitely. Boy, that was like the perfect transition because I wanted you to go back over your, what's it called, acronym, SOUL. Because when you you said it, I was like, yes, 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 S-O-U-L. So go go over those for me again real quick. Yeah. Yeah. SOUL power. So SOUL um, stands for see it. So really visualizing what you want, Mm -hmm. Um, owning it, becoming that person, living that dream life, even though you're not there yet, but you own that. Um, unleash it is that power. We all have a power within us. So it's tapping into that. And then loving it is loving your life. That's what you get. You get to wake up every day saying, I love my life, you know, because you're designing the life, you know, it, it's not, it's not defaulting back to conditions. You're mm. in the driver's seat. Interesting. Mm. So I was, I was thinking when you said, see it, when I first, my first thought with that was, I always say for, for me, it started with awareness. Like, um, I gave up complaining for Lent one year because I realized at some point that I had, uh, that I felt like I was complaining all the time to, to people on the phone, to, you know, to friends when I talked to them. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to give up complaining. And, Sweet. oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how hard that is. Almost impossible. Um, because I realized 
try in the trying to quit it, I realized how much I was doing it. And not only out mm. loud to other people, but in my brain to myself was a constant, constant complaint cycle. Yes. And the awareness of that, and that's what I was thinking you were saying by seeing is seeing it and being suddenly having an awareness is what allowed me to start having some choice in the matter about whether I was going to complain or not about any given situation. And, exactly. but I like the, the, the next step then too, in, in me having a flip and, and, and how I was looking at things was also the visualization that you're talking about, which is also seeing, I love, so seeing kind of covers both of those, doesn't it? It does. Um, so it really is the visualization and, and it's it, the seeing comes down to again, what would you love? It's honoring. We all have a longing for something. Mm -hmm. And there's a discontent also. So it's what's what's kind of stopping you. You know, what don't you like about your life or what would you love to change? And sometimes, like for me, I forgot how to dream. I, I, I just accept I think situation. that's very common. Oh, my gosh. I think that's right? I think there's that's an epidemic when it comes to people getting to a certain point in life where you are going through the motions and we have mm -hmm. set up systems for ourselves to to be able to get through the day to get all the things done that need to get done to take care of our families to get to work to bu 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 exactly. bu bu and that dreaming that we did as as young people that came so naturally to all of us right oh when i grow up i'm gonna do this when i grow right we dreamed i think that's the key to the fountain of youth is being able to tap back into Amen. dreaming yes. It's your imagination. And yet what's really funny when you think about your imagination too, and that's something I need to keep working on. And it's because again, that gets stifled um, and, you know, sort of sucked out of you. At least it did me. And uh, so it's, it's tapping into your imagination. And as kids, even think about it when you go to school and if a child, you know, maybe in kindergarten or whatever, um, draws, you know, or paints the sky maybe red and the teacher's going, no, 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 no. It can't be red, right? So uh, automatically they're taught, okay, well, I can't, I have to do what they're telling me to do, right? Or how they see it. But in my mind, in my imagination, I can see this. I've seen maybe a red sky, you know, like actually this morning I was yeah. managed to catch the sunrise, right? So it's just, again, we're almost forced to stop thinking about, you know, that uh, mental faculty, which is our imagination, because whatever we can see, we can do, we can achieve, you know, it's in, it's in our mind's eye. So maybe not somebody else might not see it, right? But it's within us. So we have to sort of, and that's, it's hard to get back, we have to train ourselves to start looking, you know, what would, again, what would I love, you know, and, and start trying on, no, and that's when you own it, even if you don't believe it right now, Mm -hmm. You can start believing it. You just start thinking it. You start telling yourself, you know, have those affirmations. I prime myself before I get out of bed in the morning. I mean, it might take me, you know, a couple minutes, however long, but I have to prime myself to embrace the day, to to be who I need to be. It's not my to-do list in the morning. It's the to-be list. Who do I need to be to take on this day? Love it. Love it. 
I'm looking at the time, but I can't believe ah, it all goes <laughs> so fast. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to ask you, is there anything that you're excited about that's coming up? Just my program and keep training people um, and, and just, I call it the SIT method. <laughs> so it's serve, inspire, and transform. And that's what I, I just love to do. That lights me up. So that's what connecting with people that just gives me joy. Like just this interaction, it's wonderful. So that's what I'm excited about is just moving forward and doing what I love to do. Well, I'm so inspired by how you turned your life around, how you jumped in with both feet. That's that, that <laughs> right on girl. <laughs> Let's sing it. You do the, keep yeah, it right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But that's I mean, right. think about it. Even when you're stuck, it's like, okay, am I going to do the hokey pokey one foot in or, you know, so I mean, make a joke, right? Yeah. Okay, next time I'm on the borderline of like, am I fully committed to doing what I'm going to do? I'm just going to tell myself, hokey pokey, girl. Exactly, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you or find out more about your program? It's at liveyourtrueyou.com forward slash work with me or on Instagram at liveyourtrueyou. It's, it's really all about living your true you. So that's, yeah. If you want to reach out and if you want to change your life and, you know, go from where you are to where you really would love to be, absolutely. Live your true you. Fantastic. I think there's there's That's definite wonderful. power in what you're doing. Thank you, Rayanne. Thank you so much, Yvonne. It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. And I love what you're doing. Thank you. My big takeaway from speaking with Rayanne is that you can either just sort of exist or you can thrive. What do you want? Ask yourself the question, what would you like your life to look like? That's a powerful question and taking time to answer it is the first step towards making it a reality. And remember, you don't have to do any of this alone. Keep coming back here to listen to the podcast. My guests are here to give you inspiration. And if you want to take it to the next level, there is great power in doing it with a guide like Rayanne or in community with other people who are on the same path. I would love to have you join us in the Midlife Uprising community for women. Women of any age are welcome. The only requirement is a desire to make waves as you age. Our next Zoom get-together is December 6th at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Mark your calendar. You can find out more information at midlifeuprising.com. And you can email me at latebloomerliving at gmail if you have any questions. And if you want to find out more about working with Rayanne Louise and her Live Your True You program, I will have that information for you in the show notes. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and look for episode 118. Thanks again for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.